0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee. I'm your host, Vince Tagliavia, live with you every Monday through Friday to have some coffee, talk about the news and events of the world, a little bit of health, and then we move on with our days, watch some other shows. If you're a show person, we've got other shows throughout the day, and then in the evening time, we reconvene. Josh Reed hosts The Daily Dose, and he discusses the unfolding global conspiracy and more. So tune in tonight for that. I'll be co-hosting with him. It's a good old time, so hope to see you there. It's November 28th, 2023. Tuesday, right? I'm not getting this wrong yet. Usually it's Wednesday or Thursday before I start forgetting what day it is. A little bit of Joe Biden in me, if you will. So it's Tuesday. It's a beautiful day. It's nice and crisp and cold up here in the PNW. Hope y'all are doing well. I see Lisa over there in summer. Good morning, ladies. How are you doing? RMU, Texas Bear, Quiet Toad. Everybody is shuffling in. Hope y'all are doing well. Hope you got your coffee. I got my refill. Um, I drink an enormous amount of coffee. I do. And some days I get busy, and I don't. And I get those splitting headaches by the end of the day. Which isn't good. Which makes me wonder, right? I need to learn more about coffee. I've heard various people say different things about coffee, not to knock coffee, but you know, uh, I want to do a little bit of research into coffee. Maybe we'll have a coffee day or a coffee. I don't know. Some kind of coffee event. Learn about coffee because there's people out there that are like, don't drink coffee. Don't drink coffee. It's not healthy and all this stuff. I wonder, you know, how, to what extent is it unhealthy? I'm sure there are bad aspects and good aspects. So I'm just one of the things I want to look into there. Coffee. I do know it dehydrates you. I do know it's a diuretic and it causes you to dispel your water. So therefore also uh, goes with that is your vitamins and nutrients. Um, So you've got to replenish your water and your electrolytes if you're drinking coffee. That helps, but what else? There's caffeine. Caffeine's relatively safe, but it has its upsides and drawbacks. So, I don't know. Anyway, we'll do that. We'll do that one day. Anyway, Teresa's got her coffee. Angelic Realms is in the house. It does deplete us from magnesium and calcium. Yes. So, I make sure to eat a lot of vegetables, and I also, I do additional supplementation with that as well. And good morning, Darren. How you doing, man? Good to see you. We're going to talk about health. Firstly, coffee and tea. Coffee is fine. Lisa's doing good. Good, Lisa. All right. The health scam is upon us once again, and it's uh, time. It's cold and flu season, as they call it, which uh, that's probably a big scam, too. I don't know. Who knows? It's all a lie, folks. It's all one big lie. And that and how's yeah, anyway, uh, we have Dr. Simon Goddick over there on X.com doing good work. He's pointing out some data. Yesterday, he pointed out this data. Oh, I'm sorry. This morning, early this morning, he pointed out this data. Data does not lie, he says. How is it possible that there was no significant excess mortality during the outbreak of the pandemic of the century? Yet it skyrocketed after the global administration of the experimental gene therapy. My takes are as follows. There was no pandemic. Fear and fatal first treatments led to slight excess mortality in April of 2020 lies about the supposed, supposed asymptomatic transmission of the virus and the fraudulent PCR tests made this fake pandemic possible. Animal studies on the effectiveness of the vaccines, quote-unquote, failed. Nevertheless, they were approved due to political and media pressures. Many people, like Bill Gates, were already privy to the plan, which explains the investment in vaccine companies at the end of 2019. Which, by the way, the vaccine company, I think it was Moderna or one of those, that Bill Gates invested something like $19 million, or I don't remember the numbers, don't quote me on that. It was not profitable. It was not doing well. It was not an investment that you or me looking at the numbers on a spreadsheet or looking at these different investment opportunities would go for it would be considered a highly risky investment unless he had some insider knowledge which is why dr simon goddick is saying this he also says uh one of his takes are the conspirators are ruthless mass murderers and should be brought to trial they have negatively affected billions of human lives and are responsible for millions of deaths I tend to agree with Dr. Simon on all these points. I believe that there's a high probability he's correct on these points. And we're getting a big case of déjà vu here. By the way, this is the data that he's data he's pointing out. It is age standard mortality rate by mortality watch deaths per 100,000. From 2010 to 2023, we don't see the sharp increase until the beginning of 2021 after the pandemic. That's odd. And he's absolutely right. Hmm. Of course, we have to be careful with data, right? But it seems they forgot to skew this. Uh oh, this doesn't fit our BS narrative. Quick. Falsify the records. Rewrite history. Hurry. Okay. We've got this Chinese respiratory situation happening in China. Uh, you know, Mario Knopfel is not my favorite person, but he, once in a while he has some good information out there. And... I'll just put that caveat in there. But he reported on this Chinese respiratory virus or these respiratory cases surging uh, and worsening. Uh, He compares it to COVID. Uh, Look, I'm not scared of this stuff. You shouldn't be scared of this stuff. The best thing we could do is take care of our immune systems, just like we do every year for all the years that we've been on this beautiful earth, right? And that puts us in the best position we can be in. And we just uh, continue on forging forward, I'm actually kind of optimistic, and I'll tell you why after this. So this says that rising respiratory cases in Chinese cities prompt global concerns of a COVID-like pandemic. Expert from Henan Children's Hospital discusses the surge in outpatient and emergency visits, particularly among children. Last week marked the first occurrence of the hit of this new respiratory disease emerging from China. We are observing a development similar to the onset of COVID-19. I'm optimistic because I feel like people really began being more uh, health conscious in various ways. Even little ways. Little things make big differences. And I think that many people have boosted immune systems based on their daily and weekly and you know routines whether that's taking uh, additional vitamins that you're missing in your everyday diet adding a little bit of exercise to your daily or weekly routines or movements and these kinds of things Um, and I think we're in a lot better position if there was any kind of uh, virus going around to where we're more equipped to fight this off naturally and deal with it. With that said, talk to doctors about anything medical and do what's right for you. And yeah, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor, but that's how I feel personally. I'm I'm not too concerned about it. When I get sick, if I get sick, I'll make sure I do everything I can in order to get well soon. Right. And maybe I won't get sick. Anyway, uh, I think that I don't know if this is a real virus that's a concern or that China is saying that it's just the flu. China's saying it's just a flu. Talk about similarities to COVID. Remember when COVID was starting? It's just a flu. It's just a bad flu. That's what China's saying. It's just a flu, folks. You have to remember they have a shit ton of people in China, just like we do, but way more. So... For their infrastructure or their medical facilities to get overrun i don't think takes very much i mean you add a little bit of hysteria to that population everybody's going to take their kids to the hospital that has a sniffle and boom now you got more people in contact with people who are sick getting this virus and then now you've got a bunch of sick people um so i think hysteria plus just bad practice. I don't think it's a good idea like let's bring all the sick people to the same place. It's fine, they're wearing masks. No, masks don't work. Uh we all know that. Even if we all had a cold, let's say there's 10 people with a cold, they all put masks on and then you get in the room with them, you could get that cold. Okay? And I'm not advocating for masks and I I there's nothing wrong with catching a cold. Our immune system should see that cold and destroy it and then we could just move on with our days unless you're immunocompromised, but then there's bigger issues on the table. Why are so many people immunocompromised? Hmm. Let's get to the root of that problem and fix that instead of worrying about what we could do to prevent illness in the people who have essentially AIDS. Why don't we get to the, the root of the problem get rid of these immunodeficiencies the causes of them and even maybe heal these people that are already victims of this just horrible situation and go from there instead of you know we've got a new jab for you give us all your money we could see we could sue you but you can't sue us we have immunity the medical corruption is just drives me nuts And we have this oncologist coming out, speaking up. SGT report published an article titled, As an oncologist, I am seeing people with stable cancer rapidly progress after being forced to have a booster. Um, Dr. Angus Dalgleish. Dalgleish. Um, Dear... Okay, here it says, uh, there follows a letter from Dr. Angus Dalgleish, professor of oncology at St. George's University of London to Dr. Cameron Abbasi, the editor-chief of the BMJ. It was written in support of the colleague's plea to Dr. Abbasi that the BMJ make valid informed consent for COVID vaccination a priority topic. And they have a copy of the letter. And in the letter, it says, quote... um, As a practicing oncologist, I am seeing people with stable disease rapidly progress after being forced to have a booster, usually so they could travel. And then they advocate for, uh, they just say they know this isn't coincidental that we need to be careful, et cetera, et cetera. And that's just, they didn't say that. That's me just bullshitting. They said, uh, I'm experienced enough to know that these are not the coincidental anecdotes that many suggest especially as the same pattern is being seen in germany australia and the usa so that's very concerning wow yeah and we've heard about this turbo cancers and such uh i i'm not uh willing to jab myself that's for sure there's enough There's enough cancer causing agents in my life. I don't need to put one directly into my veins. Uh, Another one, right? Common pesticides linked to erectile dysfunction in younger males, common pesticides linked to erectile dysfunction. This is concerning because people aren't having kids. Males are unable to have kids. Um, Female reproductive systems are also uh, affected by various health issues in our environments, including also, but not limited to, chemicals in our environment, or a.k.a. pesticides is included in that. One of the ones in my community is a chemical used to destroy and mitigate um, algae in our public water systems. So they get a little algae. Actually, they get a lot of algae that grows during the hotter months. One of the mitigation things that, well, just it's so convenient. The government sends you a grant to do it. Well, they put it in the waters and they try to mitigate this damn algae. And the algae's toxic. It'll make your dogs sick. It'll give your kids a rash if they jump into it and don't wash it off. So we need to put chemicals in the water. Well, I looked into this chemical. I forget what it's called. I need to take my research out. It's in my notes. But the way this chemical that they put in the water works in my community, and it turns out it's probably yours too. This is all across the U.S. I don't know other countries how prevalent this stuff is. But I looked into this chemical. The way that it works is it gets into the plant cells. Not just the plant they're targeting, not just the algae, but it gets into all the plants it comes in contact with, and it effectively stops the process of photosynthesis from occurring in many plants, not all. It stops photosynthesis from occurring, therefore killing the algae and killing other plants, and also it's a biotoxin. If you get it in your system, it slowly accumulates. And what are the causes that were found among animal test studies? and plant studies as well. Well, it kills plants. Well, many plants, not all. Also, um, it causes reproductive harm in fish and animals. Huh. And I bet it causes cancer too. But who knows? I mean, the research is very skimpy and hard to come by. That's the problem with a lot of this health and science stuff that we try to educate ourselves on is it's very it's very sparse it's very corrupt and it makes it difficult to find our way but uh, I think we're pretty much in agreement on this man chemicals pesticides etc linked to a erectile dysfunction in younger males um, this is huge so this article says that exposure to the insecticide chlorpyrifos chlorpyrifos uh, chlorpyrifos and other organophosphates has had positive association with the development of ED, erectile dysfunction. According to a study published earlier this year in the Journal of Endocrinological Investigation, recent studies point to ED as an emerging issue among adolescents. We've all heard of, you know, grandpa having a little ED problem. Ha ha ha. Right? Right? But this is younger males having ED, and I wonder, maybe it is the chemicals, and that we've always typically seen it in the older generation because of things like less blood flow to the extremities and things, and also the accumulation of chemicals in their bodies over the decades that they've been running around these poisoned pastures. It's it's a metaphor. Um, You know, Maybe there's a chemical buildup that's happening quickly in our adolescents now because of all of our products and all of our uh, use of chemicals in our lawns and all this. It's just a theory. I think there are many, many, many contributing factors to something like ED in males. And you know what one of those are? One of the big ones, I think maybe the biggest one out there. It comes from insulin resistance. Insulin resistance. That is a high sugar diet and all this stuff. Seriously, we got to do a little talk about that one of these days. If you have an excess of insulin in your system, it can affect that. How about that, folks? I ain't lying. I ain't lying. I'm not about that life. Let's see here. Let's go to the chat real quick and then we'll continue on with the day, folks uh angelic realms productions thank you so much cheers to you i freaking love coffee you say i love coffee too and i love you thank you for tuning in i appreciate you very much good to see you hope all is well we got burn slots uh look up operation warp speed trump ruined the epa trump put chemicals in the water that made the freaking frogs gay i know i know you know, it really makes you think. I think Trump was under a lot of pressure. I don't think he's perfect. I don't agree with everything he did. Um, and, you know, burn, sl- burn slots makes some good points there. I do. I do love Trump, though, and I don't know the whole story. I don't know. But, yes, there are a lot of questionable things that have occurred. Thank you, Grandma5Revolt for the three lemon donation. I appreciate you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, summer with the frog. <laughs> hey, Summer, how you doing? Hey, Blackchester, good morning, good morning. Alrighty. Why do you love Trump? Because I think that he is a patriot. I think that his... his I think that he has all the best intentions, but I think that he, in many cases, was under duress or just in a situation where he had to make decisions that maybe a lot of people would consider unethical, but they're decisions that occur for world leaders, like weighing the risks and rewards of certain situations while still being able to maintain power. And that's just my opinion. I think, uh, yeah, no facts, just your feelings. No, I just gave you that reason. So let me know what you think about that. Why do you love Trump? Can't you apply that feeling to Biden? Uh, I think Biden is a little different situation. I don't think that he is a patriot and has the best interest of America in mind. So that's the difference. That's just my opinion. Appreciate the good questions there. <laughs> Gold and silver are exploding. Yeah, I know Texas bear. I know. All right, let's tell, go on. We'll talk a little bit more about health. Then we'll move on. We've got a little news events and things to talk about. <clears throat> I'm a little little I got a little bit of that Wuhan in my throat. Let's watch this little video by HealthBot, <clears throat> How Junk Food Alters the Neural Connections in Your Brain, and then we'll share each other's thoughts on this one. Professor Batham wants to know if eating a high ultra-processed food diet has affected my brain. We've repeated the scan from a month ago to compare the results.
1: Blue is how areas of your brain talk to each other before the diet. And the red are the new functional connections in your brain after four weeks on the diet. So everything that's red is a new connection between parts of your brain that wasn't there before.
0: Comparing these scans has revealed that my diet has linked up the reward centers of my brain with the areas that drive repetitive automatic behavior. So, eating ultra-processed food has become something my brain simply tells me to do without me even wanting it. Shockingly, this is something you might see in a person with addiction. If you just... Yeah, I think there's something to it. I think there's something to it. I think we have to, I don't know. We'll just leave it at that. I don't want to get... I actually, I don't really want to get too far into it, but I'll check the comments if any of y'all do. But yeah, yeah, junk food's addictive, and it creates new neural pathways. I guess that's not really a novel discovery. We've kind of known that. Uh, Burn slots says Trump enriched himself. Actually, Trump is like the only president to lose money while in office. Burn slots, what are you talking about? So you're incorrect on that one. Check check your facts on that. Pfizer files lawsuit against Poland. Like I said, you can't sue us, but we can sue you. The Gateway Pundit reported this yesterday. Pfizer, lawsuit, Pfizer files lawsuit against Poland for declining COVID-19 vaccines. Pfizer filed a lawsuit against the Polish government for missing payments for over 60 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. The pharmaceutical giant filed the lawsuit after Poland allegedly could not fulfill its contract for COVID-19 vaccines. Didn't and then Larry Elder says that Pfizer is suing Poland because it doesn't want to buy more COVID-19 vaccines. I think Poland realized, uh-oh, this is a scam. These vaccines aren't working. What have we gotten ourselves into? Quick, let's change course or whatever, or let's not participate in their game and they're getting sued. Um, yeah, but you can't sue Pfizer. No. They're immune because they're so great. Thank you, Lisa, for the three ice creams. I appreciate you. You're the best. Hope to see you soon. Maybe we could do a little zoom chat last night. It was me. uh, Well, later in the night I missed, I might've missed one or two of you coming in and out, but we have a new zoom room on the social red pill, our private social network remembers only exclusive. Okay. It's $5.99 to join and gain access, and there are other tiers to gain more benefits. But the uh, core platform is amazing. If you want to check it out, go to socialredpill.com, and you'll have access to that Zoom, which is private. And uh, it's me and Josh and the Red Pill family just hanging out, discussing these stories and more, as well as our personal ventures and interests. And you're welcome to come in there and say hello. Don't be too shy to say hi or too high to say shy. Uh, but uh, I will say, do not be under the influence, uh, at least too much in there. We try to keep it classy, but uh, not to say it's banned. But I'm just saying, you know, don't be totally, totally wasted. But anyway, I don't know why I even said that. Anyway, um check out socialredpill.com. There's other things there as well, like a crypto mastermind group, additional content that isn't publicly uh, put out there. What we're going to start doing on Fridays is have our normal fringe show on all these channels, Conversations on the Fringe with Josh. After that, we're going to have the Fringe After Dark would typically be a private meeting. We're going to turn that into a recorded after. Dark. So we're going to record those after dark conversations privately, and then we will republish them for members who have access of that on the app, which I think is a tier above the uh, entry level to the app. And all that's on socialredpill.com and uh And so please subscribe and help support decentralized media. Uh, without you guys, we could not continue to do this and we're doing everything we can to enrich that uh, group. and, uh, so we hope that y'all enjoy it and, uh, we're open to any feedback that you have on how we can improve it or anything. So thank you all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. Lisa's going to be there tonight. I'll jump into, um, I think, you know, right now things seem like that'll be the case and I'll come say hello for an hour or two as I, uh, multitask and do some, do a little bit of tying up some loose ends for the day on the pewter. All right. Let's see here. Of course. One last thing about health, and then we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, political corruption and whatnot. But we've got the UN out there putting their little fingers in everything. United Mm -hmm. Nations set to call on Americans to reduce meat consumption. Uh, No. That's a big, fast, quick no. Not even considering it. Are you out of your damn minds? I've got my uh, dinner defrosting right now, and if you think you're going to Get in the way of that. Uh-uh. Uh, you know, you can't stop me from raiding the meat, the meat storage. All right. I want my fish. I want my beef. I want my everything I got. And I yeah, uh-uh. no. what am I going to eat if you take the meat away? That's like the thing that I survive on. What am I supposed to eat? Fuck fucking vaccines. I don't know what they want us to eat. Fake meat. They want you to eat bugs and fake meat good god the united nations food and agricultural organization is planning to release a first of its kind report taking aim at the overconsumption of meat in the west oh those westies there we go here we go you know what but there's no there's no like there's none of these groups advocating for um diets that consist only of meat which have a lot of benefits for people, right? Hmm. What's this really about? Creeps. Oh, my God. This is a statement. Quote, The failure of leading meat and dairy companies to reduce emissions underlies the urgent need for more policy focus on the food and agriculture sector. Jeremy Coller, the chair and founder of the FAIRR initiative, an investor network that works with financial institutions to promote climate-friendly agriculture worldwide. Quote, food system emissions deserve a place at the top of the table alongside energy and transport, as they represent an estimated third of greenhouse gas emissions and 40% of methane, he continued. Investors hope the first-ever publication of a food and agriculture roadmap at COP28 this month will catalyze the transition to 1.5 degrees and a more sustainable food system. This is the bullshit climate narrative. You can't eat meat because the planet's going to end in less than a decade. Can't you see the data? We cut trees. Have you ever heard of dendrology or what do they call it? The study of tree rings? dendrology we looked at the tree rings yeah dendrology we looked at the tree rings and we could tell you very precisely the temperatures and the the increases and decreases and all this stuff all the way to 1.5 degrees bullshit I think dendrology is largely at least the way they apply it to this climate narrative is a complete pseudoscience and not as accurate as they're portraying it to be as along with all the other historical data out there which isn't very extensive I might add. It's like climate the climate scam is just to me so blatantly obviously a scam it's not even funny. Anybody who could look at data and understand the collection of data and this kind of thing could look at it and say, that's my opinion. I could be totally wrong. Dendrochronology, ooh, fancy. Dendrochronology, yeah, smarts. Okay, burn slots, all right, all right. You're smarter than you seem. I'm just kidding, I'm just burning you because you were really burning me earlier. Uh, Trump reported making more than 1.6 billion while president CitizensForEthics.org. What do you think only us North Americans think? Why do you think only us North Americans think it's a scam? I don't think only us. We think it's a scam. I think many people are awake. Holy moly. Thank you. Army Rangers. One, two, three, four diamonds. Thank you. Army Rangers for the four diamonds. I appreciate you. Good morning. Hope all is well. I hope to hear from you soon. Uh, More, we'll be hanging out tonight if you stop by. Let me know if you need help with any of that stuff. Things have moved, so um, make sure we help fellow people out that have access to this to get in there. Uh, You can always contact myself or Josh on the app as well because the room has changed for our private meetings you got to get down with veggie goat, veggie goat, Black Jester. I don't know what that is. Sweet honey flavored bark. Black Jester, explain yourself. Dave and Britain just donated five lemons. Thank you, Dave and Britton. I appreciate you. There you go. Dave and Britain. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Summer with two lemons. Thank you so much, Summer. All right. Onward. I appreciate that article, Burn Slots. I'll check it out later, and we're going to move on for now. Hunter Biden's in the news today. Apparently, he's agreed to a public testimony before the House Oversight Committee. So, we'll see how this unfolds. Hunter Biden. Yournews.com said that... Hunter Biden, through his attorney, commits to a public appearance before the House Oversight Committee in December. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, just kidding. It could be a big nothing burger, but we will stand by and wait. House House memo released in September revealed that the Biden family and its business associates had received over $24 million from foreign entities in Ukraine, Russia, China, Romania, and Kazakhstan over five years. The House Oversight Committee is anticipated to formally respond to Hunter Biden's agreement to testify in the near future. And they posted the letter as well. A little bit of sauce to go with the story. So we'll see, folks. I'm not holding my breath. I really am not. Let's just say I've got a little case of doom and gloom. Okay not holding my breath but I wish all the best justice to be served and all we've got something happening politically speaking in the US apparently Bill Clinton Hillary Clinton Michelle Obama are all traveling with Joe Biden on Biden on Air Force 1 to Georgia today According to his schedule, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and Michelle Obama walk into a bar. The bartender says, sorry, folks, we don't serve children here. <clears throat> All right. So that's just weird. Is, is, is Michelle Obama uh, being groomed to be the next uh, person to steal the election? Or the next person they're going to steal the election for. Yikes. Oh, man. If she goes for that, she has some big balls, I tell you. Anyway. That's an interesting one, huh? Bill, Hillary, and Michelle. Wow. That seems like a great time. Do you imagine being a, being there with them? Yikes. I'd feel just horrible. This is interesting. So I'm in communist Washington state, and I absolutely love some aspects of it. People oftentimes ask me, what the hell are you doing in commie Washington state? And there is, to me, a lot of people that could be asked this question about where they live and especially considering even in the nicer states that we have uh, we have congregations in big cities which are generally highly uh, toxic literally toxic and also figuratively toxic as far as ideology and corruption goes Um, like Washington it's more prevalent in some places like Washington state but the beauty of our country and of the Pacific Northwest and uh, nature and many other things just override that, in my opinion. And I think that it's worth fighting for. I think it's worth being here and to pick up the pieces and push things in the right direction rather than just being like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm going to turn my whole life upside down and I'm moving to Texas with everybody or I'm moving to Florida with everybody or wherever, you name it. I'm moving to the middle of the country and getting myself some land, which don't get me wrong, I would absolutely love to do. But, But really my plan is when I get my land, my large plot of land, it's not going to be tomorrow. And it's not, you know, so it's going to be probably in a few years if the world doesn't end and things don't go completely crazy, I'll get probably some land in the country in Washington state. After that, maybe in 10 years, hopefully less, I will get land in other states, uh, more land. But that's just my plan. Um, I think it's worth fighting for. And plus it's hard for us to turn our lives upside down. Many people have though, people are moving out of cities and trying to put themselves in the best situations they can in anticipation of things like we saw with the summer of love and all this social destabilization, uh, things can get ugly. So I don't blame you for that. I've done the same thing. I'm nowhere near the city and I wouldn't want to be. Uh, but anyway, rant, rant over, We've got, so my point of talking about Washington is I'm going to just be your little window into commie Washington. And I want to share some of the stuff going on in this state. So we've got this here. Jonathan Cho is a journalist in Washington state, and he does really great work, especially in the cities, in the city, well, city and surrounding city of Seattle and surrounding areas. And. He says, they're scared of voters. New Washington snitch line. Guess who's behind this? Brandy Cruz posted this.
1: That'll answer.
0: Um, let me see if I could do a little share here. And this is a long video. We're not going to watch the whole thing, but let's read this real quick. Progressives launched a snitch line. So people can call and tattle on lawful signature gatherers who are trying to help lower taxes in Washington state. Definitely do not call and give them fake addresses. I repeat, do not do it. You rascals. They put the number uh, here that you should not call 425-553-2157. And repost that. And uh, Brandi Cruz has a... Let's just watch one minute of this. I have not seen her show, but she appears to be a podcaster. Let's hear what she says here. I haven't watched this.
1: (laughs) Answer! Answer! We knew it was only a matter of time before the machine started to churn trying to interfere in the initiative process because once Brian Haywood and Let's Go Washington turned in the signatures for that first initiative, then I think people started to realize that, oh, there's a good chance the other five initiatives might also get the necessary number of signatures before the end of the year. And for Democrats, that creates a huge problem. These initiatives would give voters an opportunity to repeal some of the things that Democrats are most proud of doing. Hmm. And to me, I look at that and I say, well, good. They should get a choice. And really, whether I agree with initiative or not, what is controversial about Washingtonians gathering together in enough numbers, exercising a constitutionally protected right and saying, hey, we want to say in this. Why are you so scared of voters voting? Why are you so scared of voters having a say? So anyway, um, I I think for me, I really wondered, okay, what extent are Democrats and progressive entities going to go to to try to derail this and to try to fearmonger people into not signing the remaining initiatives? Well, we know that one of the things they have done in the past, and apparently one of the things that they are doing again, is sending out individuals to some of these locations where signature gathering is occurring to try to disrupt it. I was sent this video. Uh, it's outside a local grocery store where signatures were being collected for the Let's Go WA initiatives. Mm. And there was a man standing nearby trying to dissuade people from signing them. What's that? Just doing a job.
0: A job. Interesting. You know, they did this in my neighborhood and I actually have the contact information for uh, one of the wonderful ladies that was connecting, collecting signatures for various tax issues and whatnot in Washington state. And my area is like 50, 50 split. Um I think it's a little more than that. But according to public data, it's 50, 50 split. I bet it's probably like a 60, 40 or 70, 30 nowadays. Anyway. Uh, I met her and had a conversation with her. Uh, We actually got each other's contact information. I sent her a message on Thanksgiving, wishing her a happy Thanksgiving. She never got back to me. That son of a bitch. I'm just kidding. She's a nice lady. And I saw a ton of support out there for what she was doing, which was amazing. But yeah, of course, there's going to be people who disrupt it in this manner. I don't know if in this kind of case where somebody goes up to one of these tables where somebody's collecting signatures and what are you doing? I'm going to disrupt this. I think that you're, you know, they disagree with what they're doing and they're a little radical and and triggered. Yeah, that's going to happen. Is it something that's very organized in that case? I don't think so. I think it's just a crazy person. But the whole snitch line thing is pretty crazy. And I wonder, you know, I wonder all the details about that situation. The snitch line. Uh, to next sn- tattle on these signature gatherers. Wow. Um, anyway, let's, let's move on. I think I thought I had another Washington story, but apparently not. Maybe, I, maybe it's out of order or something here, but let's talk a little bit about uh, this social destabilization that a lot of people believe is on the horizon. Senator Tuberville says he expects a 9-11 attack every few weeks because of Biden's policies. That's all. That's the story. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. A 9-11 every month or so. Um, let's see here. Tuberville, we have the me- weakest military than we've probably had in my lifetime vote this pos out uh okay people really don't like this guy tuberville is a true disgrace to our military our senate and our country as a whole (laughs) he's trending right now it's interesting uh huh okay tommy tuberville is a true disgrace to our military Suberville, we have the weakest military that we've probably had in my lifetime is that why people are upset is because he said that i mean with all due respect uh people accused somebody accused me of being anti-military and i uh, would like to inform you that's incredibly incorrect and uh, a misinterpretation of what i talked about last week and i'm sorry that you interpreted that, it that way but uh, no i love our military and i'm extremely thankful day by day but uh I think he's right in that assessment. Uh, And I'm not a military expert or anything like that, but just based on all the people that I've talked to that I've left or are generally pissed off about the state of our military. uh, I think that consensus is an easy one to draw. And it's interesting to see that people are attacking him right now. I don't know much about him except what I have just shared, but we'll find out what's going on here. Uh, Eugene, some random person on Twitter, Democracy First E is their handle. He says that Tommy Tuberville, who has never served in the military, is now calling our military weak, which reminds me of how Donald Trump, who avoided service with his fake bone spurs, called us suckers and losers. This seems like a little manipulative and a little unhinged. I think there's more to this story. Why are people going nuts? And maybe they're just dumb. I'm sorry to say it that way, but, I mean, Burnslot said it great. Facts are not hate. If the military is weaker now, let's just say hypothetically, the US military is weaker now. Saying that, isn't anti-military it could actually be pro-military spread you know shining light on the issue hey our military is lacking we need to uh do better that's actually a, a love for the military mm, what about that mm, i don't know folks do you guys know much about this this guy Senator Tommy Tuberville deserves to lose his Senate seat for his disgraceful disrespect and uh, systematic sabotage of our military. He is doing the bidding of America's adversaries. This is coming from some, uh, Eric balling on some news channel. So, wow. It seems to me like Tuberville's, uh, concerned about the American military as well as our our, the status of, you know, the possibility of there being extreme social destabilization like 9-11 terrorist, 9-11 style attacks every few weeks, he says. And he probably is looking at things like the wide open border uh, terrorist organizations uh, that come from there and also that are homegrown right here in the US of A, thanks to various psyops and such. Uh, I think he has valid concerns here. It's very interesting to watch things unfold and see the narratives and the different stances people take, isn't it? And uh, Burn Slots, thank you. Burn Slots says, thanks for not banning me. Most right-wing streamers ban facts. And we could debate on those So-called facts, and it's my pleasure for not banning you as long as there's nothing extremely hateful and uh, just like completely, completely maybe illegal. We don't usually ban, but uh, we like to have discussions and uh, civilly and try to figure things out because in this world, there's a lot of bullshit out there, not just on the left, on the right, too. Uh, somebody, and I don't mean to call you out, I've I've shared information like this on accident before or just without doing much research. Somebody tagged me in uh, a post that was on Twitter and somebody with a large following took a snapshot of a headline and an image and said, oh my gosh, look at this. And it was something about, it was some crazy clickbaity story that was like, uh, I don't remember what it was. Something about trying to recall, I blocked it out. I totally blocked it out. I don't remember what it was, but I saw it yesterday and I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. And I clicked on it and I looked at the comments and I was happy to see people asking for the source link. And the original poster said, oh yeah, I'll post the link. Somebody else found the link and posted it. And guess where that link went? Not Fox News, which is not the best. Not uh, CNN. No, it wasn't any of those. It was real raw news, which doesn't even sometimes give you facts. Real raw news. Wait, not real raw news. Fuck. What's the one that they? They're a parody. What's the parody website? That's a disinformation campaign. They they literally say this is parody. They always talk about. Oh, Hillary Clinton's in Gitmo and uh, Michelle Obama has been charged with treason and all this like crazy stories. Is it real raw news? Let me see. I don't think it's real raw news. One of these is a complete parody site. Uh, Maybe it is real raw news. Yeah, it is real raw news. You guys, this is a parody site and it's crazy. Oh, here was the story that was shared. Marines kill CDC official during arrest. This is a fake parody story. And I was thinking, holy crap. What? No way. I need to, I need to validate this. This is a big story. I need to talk about this on coffee. Turns out it's bullshit. So we have to be really hypercritical from information on every single side, because you go start talking to people like this is fact. Like if I was doing that and our friend here, burn slots was listening, he'd say this fucking dip Vince is hes an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He believes these parody articles on the internet. Probably can't trust anything the guy says, right? And then I could be easily discredited on everything I say, like, coffee's delicious. Well, is coffee really delicious? Because you think that this is real, so what do you really know about coffee? With all due respect, Burn Slots, I'm just using you as an example because you're a good sport. (sighs) Anyway, be careful out there. There's a bunch of BS info everywhere. That's why uh, I'm open to hearing what you have to say, even though I'm not going to promise that I'm going to agree with you. But I'm open to hear you out. Irish Prime Minister Leo Varadkar on the Dublin school stabbing. This is what caused a bunch of social destabilization in Ireland. People became very upset. After a migrant stabbed children, rightly so, they were upset. Imagine that. And then, uh, many people are like, Hey, a migrant just uh committed murder, maybe we should um take a look at the borders and um do something about this situation. Well, that's controversial now, that's just crazy. Um, the Irish prime minister in relation to um, the terrible events that, that, that occurred on Parnell Square uh, on Thursday. You know, I, I really would ask people to, to try and avoid um, connecting uh, crime with migration. Oh, people please avoid connecting crime with migration. Yes. A migrant just stabbed people in your community and your family members are now dead, but you can't connect migration to the crime. It's, it's just, you know, it's very insensitive. It's, it contributes to climate change and, and it's maybe because you're acting that way because you ate too much meat for breakfast or something. Uh, Excuse me, what? They really want immigration. They want more of this to happen. Why not connect it? We've got a problem here. A big one. Good morning. Yay, yeah, good to see you. Summer says, you got to discern and validate. Absolutely. Yeah, Princess... Uh, Lee, Lisa Babylon B. Babylon B is a hilarious uh, parody website as well. But people don't mistake that for fact as much as something like Real Raw News where people are like, oh, hysterical and crazy and you could tell them it's fake and they'll still be like, you just aren't awake, man. You aren't awake. Did you even take the red pill, man? It's like, bro. Okay, chill. I love you, but... Chill. Uh, you mean the white migrant who was supposed to be deported back in the early 2000s? Is that right? All righty then. I'm going to revisit back to that Toubreville situation here in a bit. I want to learn more about this gentleman. What's going on? Oh, here's that Seattle story that I knew I had. This is an interesting one. So Aurora Avenue North is a street that runs through Seattle and then through out of the city. Apparently they're utilizing uh, law enforcement's utilizing a new enforcement technique for this Aurora Avenue North crime drugs and sex corridor. If you want to see prostitution, drug deals and crime, you could go to Aurora Avenue North in Seattle and the surrounding area and explore all of that wonderful stuff in Kami. Washington State. I thought it was kind of interesting that they are putting officers on horseback there. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And here we go. Somebody even posted nice pictures from their vehicle. Oh, they have a nice clean windshield. So this is north of the city and more of the suburby area. That's pretty cool. Hopefully they uh, enforce the law and implement a little bit of something we like to call law and order. I mean, we're somewhere where you have such a prevalence of prostitutes, drugs, homelessness, you name it. You have to just think about how much sex trafficking is in that area and other crimes that need to be addressed in every state. And country, let's add. This is a global issue, but let's hope they get to the bottom of some of these massive crime syndicates and clean this damn place up. I mean, people's grandparents live in these communities. People's children are being raised there. It needs to be cleaned the hell up. So that's kind of cool. And look at this comment. People could really turn anything and twist it in any direction they want. Uh, breaking sad on X replied to this and they're like, so abusing a horses is is the new technique. Fantastic. Come on, get out of here with that. That is the stupidest thing I ever heard. This is like crazy. Is that even real? Or is that a bot? This person's a professional at being ridiculous. Wow. Downtown Detroit still uses horses and dogs. Interesting, yeah, very cool. <laughs> I love that meme. That's right. Okay. So, we'll see what happens here. And I'm going to follow this account. It's called Seattle Info. I just like to know what's going on there and I like to remind myself of why I'm not going to Seattle today my god anyway on word it's 9 30 but you guys i have more time if you have more time we could keep talking about some of the news and events of the world my phone hasn't rang yet and if it does i may have to go oh actually i got a text let me check it but i want to keep going here if i can uh okay this is not urgent Okay, I'm buying myself some time. We're going to keep the show going. No, I, Lori, I did not. Uh-oh. Okay, we're good. Let's go on. Breaking news. Elon Musk just shared an article article referring to an ABC News host being arrested for child porn. He also shared this meme about Pizzagate. But this comes after Elon visited Israel and said, but we need to destroy Palestine or destroy all of Hamas because they are going to kill people anyway. So the only solution is to kill all of them. They're not going to change their minds. He agreed with Netanyahu on everything Netanyahu said. People are saying, what the hell is going on? Uh, but you see things like that. But then you see things like this. And, you know, this is why I say Elon is a very, very kind of in man in the gray in my opinion. So yeah, Elon Musk has put out some tweets, posted that article about the uh, pornography, child pornography, and then Pizzagate meme here from the office. Uh, It's uh, uh, what's his name? Steve Carell talking to what's her face. That actress, I forget. he tells her pizzagate is real she says no it isn't we have experts and then he says they trafficked children she says but we have experts and he says your expert just went to jail for child porn and then she's quiet as that she's red-pilled so pretty good meme there elon so interesting elon also Posted this, which it makes you think, like, what the heck, Elon? What, make up your mind, man. Are you good or are you bad? Somebody was talking about here, the Wall Street, uh, Wall Street Silver said, Did the woke mind virus happen organically among the population? Or was it planned and designed, then imposed on the gullible? Uh, and then he posted a quote from James Lindsay, quote, Woke isn't just happening. It's being made to happen. It's much more top-down than it looks. Elon Musk replied saying, I've been wondering for a while who wrote and pushed this mind virus. I think I responded to this, and I said, well, pushed this mind virus? Something along these lines. I was like, pushing this mind virus. This is still in process of being pushed. I think it's written, but it's still being pushed. Pushed. Who wrote and pushed this mind virus? I think you know that answer, Elon Musk. But interesting that he says these things.
1: Hmm.
0: Onward. Um. This is such a horrible story, and I hope people just get sued into oblivion over this. (sighs) Okay. Deadspin targets young Kansas City Chiefs fan, falsely accuses him of wearing blackface. This boy here was dressed up for this sports ball football game for the Chiefs got his face half black half red he's got an indian headdress on a really really cool costume i guess you could call it that's been said in an article the nfl needs to speak out against the kansas city chiefs fan in blackface native headdress they're doubling up on racism are you going to say anything roger goodell Goodell, I don't know these names. Okay, I don't know these people. I don't know, so I apologize for any mispronunciations. But uh, this is the picture that they published. You see this tiny one in the middle where the kid's face is turned, uh, oh, where'd it go? Where his face is turned sideways, and you can only see the black side of his face. That's the picture that they published initially. All these people saying, This is blackface, this is racist. Why didn't they publish this one where it shows both sides? Does that change the narrative a little bit? This is a child. And they're saying, he's racist. Can you believe how racist he is? Not only is he racist, but he is a cultural appropriator. He's culturally appropriating Native Americans by wearing their headdress. Ask any Native American if they're offended by that, and they'll be like, no, that's a really, really awesome headdress. And I love that our culture is being represented and and acknowledged. That is just awesome. I absolutely love that headdress. That is so cool. Uh, I appreciate this kid. I bet that would be the general sentiment. I mean, we see that with Mexicans where somebody wears a sombrero and then like a Mexican mustache and... They're asked if they find it offensive, and the Mexicans are like, nah, that's cool. That's cool, man. I love it. Right? Get real. Woke sports outlet Deadspin achieved a new low today, publishing an article entitled, The NFL Needs to Speak Out Against the Kansas City Chiefs Fan in Blackface uh, that targets what appears to be an underage fan. The young person's crime was dressing up in gear, paying tribute to the Kansas City Chiefs at a recent football game. At the time of publication, the identity and exact age of the young person is unknown. Great. Keep it that way. However, Outkick is reporting that the child is only five. Good God. This is unbelievable. You know what? This is this could ruin a little kid's life and they very well could be sued um, and they could lose this lawsuit do you remember that one kid who was who was defamed by CNN and all the fake news during, I think it was 2019 or 2020? He sued them and won millions. So, you know, I think that they should take a note out of his book and go ahead and go sue the shit out of them for defamation or whatever you can. And I bet you might be able to find a pro bono lawyer for that. I would. If I was that kid's parents, I'd be like, no. Especially if his name got out or any type of hate uh, or uh, abuse arose from that article by Deadspin, that's not acceptable. That is just outrageous. Can you believe it? This is just insane. I understand we, you people, these people want to be inclusive and fair and, and, you know, sunshine and rainbows, but. I mean this is the opposite of that, so something ain't right, something's a little bit off with your with their uh um, execution <clears throat> anyway, okay <laughs> um, we've got this happening in my communist state i don't know about yours um but i meant to have this earlier this is something i noticed the other day and it's happening more and more uh Ari hoffman he is a local here in washington call washington uh he i think he's on the radio he's a west coast editor post-millennial human events newsweek uh zionist aggressor okay Whatever. So he says that uh, it looks like Issaquah schools, which is a school in Washington state, is about to have a major problem this week with now Liberty High School joining Issaquah High School in supporting Hamas. Get your kids out of public schools. It's really interesting how they're politicizing all these kids at these schools. Shut it down for Palestine. Walk out Wednesday, November 29th. This is tomorrow the 29th this is tomorrow issaquah school district oh my god and here's another one another uh post by liberty underscore sasa meet in the library we'll be making posters and bracelets in support of the palestine crisis as well as learning about diwali Together, we can demonstrate solidarity with Palestine. Draw attention to the ethnic cleansing and occupation of Palestine. Educate our classmates. Why? And then they explain why are we walking out? Well, the U.S. government and Washington State have funded and aided Israel in this genocide of Palestinians. Excuse me, I'm spitting all over everything here. My concern isn't one of... Israel's right, Palestine's right, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I'm not going there with this. My point is, why are students? This should not be a political arena. This should not be there. This is not helpful to their development and education. And that's probably a very controversial. Yes, it is. It's important that they know what the government has done blah 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 but you know what this here's another one uh another image from these these propaganda posters that have been put out there and you know what propaganda could come from any angle but this just happens to be this angle palestine what should we do care club november 27th 3 to 4 p.m in room 2304 This Monday, come learn what you can do to help end the ongoing genocide of Palestinians and occupation of Palestine. Food provided. So this is what's going on in the schools in my state this week. They're all gathering and learning about Palestine and all this stuff. It's pretty wild. It really is. Absolutely wild wild. I think this just contributes to the social destabilization folks and it's quite concerning, quite concerning indeed. There's an interesting dynamic in our country with the with this conflict going on with Israel and Hamas and whatnot and other countries. It's very interesting and very interesting dynamic. we saw the same the same kind of dynamic with the Russia, Ukraine, initial development. And we still see it today with the really ultra brainwashed who can't look at any of the facts or accept that uh, the Nazis are prevalent in these areas. Um, It's interesting to see how this uh, develops among the different groups in America and around the world. We saw this yesterday. This is just crazy. This seemed like a rather steep escalation of these, these infrastructure destabilizing events. This is a intense flaring erupts at Chevron Richmond refinery as power failure hits facility, Richmond, California. That is numerous witnesses are currently reporting. This is uh, last night, uh, last night. Numerous witnesses are currently reporting intense flaring with heavy black smoke emanating from the Chevron Richmond Refinery Plant in Richmond, California. Officials say this to, pow- say this to a power failure at the facility. Uh, uh, employees are actively working to minimize and extinguish the flaring. Uh, Contra Costa Health is dispatching a hazardous materials team to investigate as the, as the smoke can be seen for miles update more videos are emerging here's from a distance oh my god toxic toxic smoke yeah but don't eat meat folks not good hack um so i don't have an update on that Onward, we've got another cyber attack. Cyber group backed by Islamic Republic of Iran attacks Pennsylvania water facility. Wow. Chuck Colesto reported on this story. Let's check it out. Just in, cyber group uh, backed by Islamic Republic of Iran attacks Pennsylvania water facility over the weekend. The Allegheny Municipal Water Authority in Pennsylvania fell victim to a cyber attack by a group believed to be supported by the Islamic Republic of Iran, believed to be supported by them. Hmm. In an interview with local CBS News affiliate KDKATV, Matthew, Mott, Matthew Motts, who chairs the Municipal Water Authority's board of directors, disclosed that the hacking group known as Cyber Avengers managed to gain control of the water station, triggering alarms. The affected station, located in Alaquipa, is responsible for regulating water pressure in Raccoon and Potter Townships. He noted that the compromised system was based on a Unitronics platform and mentioned that some components of the software were sourced from Israel. In response to the incident, the system has been deactivated. The Pennsylvania State Police are currently carrying out a detailed criminal investigation at the booster station. That's weird. Iran hacked us! It's probably because these components we got from Israel! Wait. So, is Israel complicit in the... uh in the infiltration of the U.S. infrastructure and then uh, somehow Iran is blamed for this thing or maybe it is Iran utilizing a fault in this supplied component from Israel or what's going on and you suspect it's Iran but do you really know I mean we're talking about the internet here a lot of things can be done. (laughs) done and it gets very convoluted it could be anybody posing to be iran and that's just the lead that they give you so you think it's iran but really i don't know it's russia or really it's china or really it's north korea and kim is over there laughing at causing world war three or it's some domestic terrorism group and it's just a big lie who knows the truth is what i'm trying to say here i don't know but we have to keep our minds open what the H, man? That's wild. I don't trust none of it, folks. Good googly moogly. Good morning, Miller. Good to see ya. All right. We got another volcanic eruption. I don't know if you all heard about this, but today, today the Earth is spewing hot magma from Japan. Huge volcanic eruption on Japan's Iwo Jima Island. How about that? Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Well, there goes all. Look at, we could have all not eaten meat today, and still, this would have polluted the earth more than all of that effort. Okay. Uh, climate bullshit is a scam, but we see a lot of these natural events happening and. It's pretty wild. I wonder. I'd like to know the statistics on geological events like this uh, this year compared to prior years. Um, Maybe we just have a bias because this is something that we look at often and are always on top of. But maybe there's more. I don't know. Maybe there's more activity because we're on a solar maximum. I'd like to see that data. Um, We have another potential cyber attack. uh, This time in Israel. Israel. This was happened yesterday. It was being reported as such, at least. I don't know. But Chuck Callisto said that emergency so, uh, emergency service phone lines downed in Israel due to potential cyber attack. The story was developing as of uh, over 24 hours ago. Phone lines for essential services in Israel, such as Magan David Adorn, MDA, police, Hatzala and the fire department are all down amid a malfunction due to a potential cyber attack. Israeli media reports. Who knows what is going on there? We had yesterday, Iran backed, well, allegedly, Iran backed Houthis firing on a U.S. Navy ship, answering distress calls, uh, the ship was answering a distress, distress call from an Israel-linked tanker, and I believe these uh, this attack was thwarted, but uh, a slight escalation there. Uh, the escalations continue over there. BRICS nations may call for Israel to officially be labeled a terrorist state, according to News Target here. Uh, apparently, they are speculating that BRICS will come together and consider Israel to be labeled a terrorist state. I don't know. But we're coming to the end of the uh, extended ceasefire agreement where more hostages were released. We're going to be coming to an end of that. And I wonder, just wonder how Israel is going to respond to the end of this ceasefire. Am I using the wrong word? It was a ceasefire, right? Uh, I apologize if not, but there's a lot of nuance with war. It's like uh, there's a lot of words that um, could cause a ceasefire. Like peace deal, ceasefire, this, this, this. this. There's a lot of different things. And people are like, people argue over the semantics of that. And uh, maybe rightly so for the sake of, Accuracy, But anyway, I wonder how this is going to develop as this uh, agreement to not have violence is coming to an end. Uh, And I hope, you know, I just hope that things can be resolved uh, with as least destruction, death, and negativity as possible. Um, We need peace. I think that things could be a lot more peaceful in this world, a lot cleaner, a lot more just and a lot less volatile. I do. That's just my opinion. That's the optimism coming out this morning. Hmm. Very nice. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about finance and then we're going to move on to something else that i discovered. I wanted to share it with you guys. I found it quite interesting. So firstly, financially speaking, uh, unusual whales on X.com published this little, little quip from Yahoo finance. Uh, according to Yahoo Finance, 93% of home buyers have regrets about purchasing a house in 2023. So, 93% of people who bought houses this year have regrets. Okay, wow, what a wonderful comment from Florida Owl, Florida and Owl. They said six reasons 93% of home buyers have regrets about purchasing a house in 2023. Oh, this number one really makes me want to just play that smallest violin. My home requires too much maintenance, 33%. According to the survey, a third of recent home buyers feel remorse about the upkeep of their homes need Compared to 25% in 2022, home ownership is typically way more expensive than people anticipate. No kidding. There's too much maintenance and buyers often have to compromise too much for their home. Having little money left to do any repairs. Okay, so the cost of home repairs, the cost of the maintenance is different than the maintenance itself. This could um be you know, significantly higher than previous years because of that factor of the Biden economy. Um, also it could be just some of the laziness of this generation and for any of the, you know, younger, younger snowflakes that are buying homes and, uh, learn, trying to, you know, do these home repairs with saving a nickel by not hiring somebody. I don't know, but it's interesting too much maintenance. It is costly and, uh, You need a lot of things to upkeep your home. So I kind of get it, but let's see why else. Uh, Number two, I bought too quickly, 30%. Clever found that 28% of buyers are waiting to enter the current challenging real estate market until rates and prices drop. But many waiting for market dynamics to change are getting impatient. Burdened by years of underbuilding, inventory has been stuck at record low levels, which has increased competition and in prices while compelling home buyers to close the deal too early. Uh, I bought too quickly. Yeah, timing is always a big one, and you just never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So, you know. It's challenging, and I think it's just a risk that we take when we buy and sell properties and houses and things. Number three. I spent too much. 28%. According to Statista, the average sales price of a new home in two... Uh, I don't know what year that is. 2022? 2023? Was 391900 Okay, this must be 2021. 391900 They have a typo so i apologize in 2022 it reached 540,000 while the average house price has dropped in 2023 to 716,000 as of april wait what oh my gosh okay buying a home can seem like an impossible task roughly 38% of home buyers say they paid over the asking price in 2023 including 42 42% of first time buyers according to the clever survey it's weird that they say that the price went down this year, even though compared to last year, it went up significantly. Wait, uh, as of April. So I don't know, maybe they're just missing some info here, but people number three is they spent too much money and that's almost a third of people as well. Why they're regretting their home purchase. Number four, of course it goes. With number three, my interest rate was too high. Uh, as Forbes noted rates rose Almost 7% by mid-July, and many experts predict they'll remain above 6% for the rest of the year. Number five is, I bought a fixer-upper, 26%. Well, that's why number ones are out there talking about their homes requiring too much maintenance. They bought a they bought a broken Cracker Jack Palace. What do you think going to happen? 26% of respondents said buying a fixer-upper was their biggest regret. Properties that need repairs appeal to first-time buyers because they usually come at a lower purchase price, but the time and money needed to make the repairs aren't always easy to estimate accurately. Not only that, if you're buying a fixer-upper, you really need to inspect that thing. I mean, like seriously, look at everything because what if you discover some crazy shit later? Like, like mold, water damage, poor framing, things just fall apart, just poor building right off the bat from the beginning. You never know what you're going to buy. It's very sketchy to buy a fixer upper, but there are the benefits. I mean, not anybody could just build a house or buy a brand new home because of the costs and all this. And so a lot of people buy fixer uppers, even people trying to get into the real estate uh business if you will a lot of people start with fixer uppers to learn how to do things you know learn how to install a toilet learn how to change a window learn how to even roof the thing if they do it themselves they could hire it out too but learn how to handle the property it's it's a good thing to do however it could get messy and it could get it's always more expensive than you think it's going to be too for anybody who has bought houses knows this So yeah, they bought a fixer-upper. Great. They didn't do their research. They got stuck with the shitty deal. I get it. It's almost uh, 23, 26%. Number six is I was pressured to make an offer. Well, that's just blaming. That's just, come on. I don't have a backbone. That's why I regret it. With prospective homeowners being priced out of the market like never before, dealing with increased house prices and mortgage rates, plus a volatile market, have forced many to jump before they're ready. As CNN claimed last year, buyers typically purchase their homes for 100% of the asking price, with 28% paying more than the asking price, according to a National Realtors Association report. There was a lot of bidding wars going on earlier this year, that's for sure, it's true. Houses are still selling for market or above market in many places. And some houses are sitting on the market too, or being taken off the market until a better time next year. Which is a good strategy. Take it off the market for the winter time, get it listed again next year, get a nice fresh offer out there. Anyway, reset your timer, kind of. So, um, home location, not liking the neighbors. Uh buying sight unseen and just not liking the home were among the less popular answers but still anywhere from 15 to 22% of people fell into those categories very interesting Yahoo Finance published that article I like that one Um, take care brown tail I gotta bounce out here soon too but I did maybe I'll share this last little treat for later tomorrow morning but one last thing here for finance. Moody's cut USA today. Uh, USA outlook to negative. Moody's cuts USA outlook to negative. Um, debt affordability in the US to be significantly weakened, according to Moody's. Um, that was an old Moody's quote, but this is. New, this is, this is like old information. What's going on here? Come on. I thought this was uh, something happening here or were Moody's was talking about the dollar this morning or something. I'm sorry. I got to pull this up. What am I missing? Um. Wow. So trending again right now on Fox news, they're interviewing uh, black lives matter, Rhode Island, co-founder Mark Fisher. And because he's supporting Donald Trump now he says Democrats aren't for us. So this is an interesting development. Uh, we saw this starting to happen a couple of weeks ago, but um, okay. I apologize, folks. I'm just going to move on from here. I don't know what, I think I missed something here. I want to find out now though. Let me check this out real quick. We'll go to the chats. Um, hey metaphor. How you doing, man? Yay. Hi, Lori, hi okay, well thank you all thank you all. so let's see here. Uh, oh yeah, I did want to talk about gold and silver because boy yeah, boy oh boy gold passed two thousand once again over the last couple of days and now gold is sitting at two thousand forty one dollars and ninety cents and silver's at approaching 25 bucks. Bitcoin is 38190 and the stock market, who cares, right? Who cares about that? We just like our metals. I'm just kidding. The stock market's about flat right now, and it opened up in the red. It jumped up into the green, and we'll just watch that. Crude oil is at $76.86. Is Moody's even here? Why did I have that in here? What is going on? Anyway, I apologize for that. This is. (sighs) Yeah, anyway, it's a negative outlook, folks. That's the moral of the story. Uh, We'll stop there. We've got more to talk about tomorrow. This is still going to be relevant tomorrow. It's not breaking news or anything. So I'll save this for tomorrow. There are some interesting alien things going on, though. Uh, I will mention real quick because the alien stuff is fascinating and if anybody finds any more information or anything, please share it with Josh and I, but we have not talked about this stuff yet. I just wanted to put it on your radar. Chuck Callesto published this. Kim.com offers $100,000 reward to the first person who can prove flight MH370 was not surrounded by orbs before it vanished into thin air despite feeble attempts to debunk the video and unsupportive community notes on twitter no evidence has currently emerged False claims that the corridor crew guy nico made saying there was no parallax there actually is proven parallax that you see here um so that's pretty incredible here that when you see this Hmm. now let's watch it again we see our orbs we see them spinning look at this very there's definitely purpose here we can see this mouse here moving around um and now the orientation changes like they're getting ready mm. for something here. It changes right here and they go vertical. Mm. And now they're spinning vertically at slightly at an angle. And our drone is somewhere right off. Very interesting. Very interesting. We also had this one here. CIA's secret UFO retrieval missions uncovered by Mario Knoffle. And um he just talks about the conspiracy. Since 2003, the Office of Global Access and Division of the CIA, a division of the CIA, has been actively involved in retrieving alien spacecraft, according to sources. U.S. government has reportedly recovered at least nine non-human craft, including some from crashes, with two found completely intact. The CIA allegedly possesses a system capable of detecting cloaked UFOs and specialized military units are dispatched to recover the wreckage as per the sources, according to the Daily Mail. My sources. I think there's some truth to this UFO, this UFO riffraff. So if you guys find anything, please share. Are UFOs going to come back into the narrative? Because that's a lot of fun when they do. I want more information, more disclosure. I just watched, what movie did we watch? That UFO movie, what movie did we watch? Uh, Gosh, what was it called? District, what is it? District 13, is that what it's called? That was a good movie. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Morning Coffee. I'll do a little bit of a longer episode when I can, but it can't happen too much because I've got a lot to do during the day, just as you do. But when I can, I'll do it. It's fun. Uh, Orbs are interdimensional beings. District nine is it. Thank you. Yay. All right, y'all. Well, let's get on with it. Please. Uh, if you're interested in joining our private social network and supporting decentralized media, red pill project, everything that we do here, please consider joining socialredpill.com our private social network. membership and access starts at 5.99 a month, but you're welcome to start with a free trial and see if you like it before committing to that support and we appreciate all of you very much. so check out all the extra things we offer there. And hope to see you there. You could contact myself and Josh with that basic subscription, get access to the Zooms and all the content of the app that is uh, public groups, not under anything else. So it's a good time. Check it out socialredpill.com. And thank you and shout out to all the Red Pill family who's over there and uh, contributes and uh, hangs out and all that. We appreciate y'all very, 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 very much. Thank you to all who have donated. Good to see you all. Well, I'll be back. I'll be back tonight with The Daily Dose, uh, co-hosting with Josh at 5.30 p.m. So tune into that. And then tomorrow morning, same bat place, same bat time. We'll have coffee here. So if you're available, come on, tune in, and we'll get through the news of the morning. With that said, everybody, take care. God bless and Godspeed.
1: Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patch the game. (laughs) I I think it's, I, I haven't, look.